Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Leverage is what you're going to need. It takes more than talent. The days of the record labels, getting the diamond in the rough, and developing you are over. They are buying small businesses. And the bigger your business, the more leverage you're going to have. You want to get in with a writing group, with a good publishing company, you're going to need to come in with some proof that you're a good songwriter. That's it. That's why we called it The Climb, C-L-I-M-B, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. And that's a Baxter name created by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And Brent helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you can write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then on a regular, he connects you to the pros. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally, and they're identifying new fans through data. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists such as Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing all right. I got through the intro. You did? <laughs> kind of got through there, and uh, everything else is gravy. Well, good, good, good. We are going to dive in today to the sexy basics. The sexy basics. The That's sexy what, basics. You know, that was my nickname in high school, the sex, sexy basic. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But it's always fun to say that. Or like, that'd be a good band name, the sexy, the sexy yeah, basics. Right. <laughs> right. Well, the sexy basics of what? Of exposure, of how to <laughs> grow your brand. <laughs> Do you like that? The sexy basics of exposure. There we go. That's, that's There it is. That's as good as it gets. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> but before we do that, let's get into a little business here. It's a digital world out there, but it's still, still hugely important for artists to carry physical media with them, for indie musicians to have physical media. The digital royalty payments are so small that when you're selling products like a CD, vinyl, T-shirts at gigs, uh, becomes a very important income generator. And by important, we mean you get to eat and have some gas to get to the next town. Right. Not only that, is it money in your pocket right then, but for every CD you sell at a gig, you need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money. That's a lot of streams. You're going to get a lot of streams if you were like on the Grammys last night, which is at the time of recording the Grammys were just last night. You're going to get a lot of streams, but you, you're probably not on the Grammys. So there's just a few are. So you need a ton of streams to equal what you can get from one CD sale. So you are leaving money on the table when you don't have merch on the table. Thankfully, our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for said discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. And you can find them at discmakers.com, D-I-S-C makers.com, or give them a call at 800-468-9353. That's 800-468-9353. All right. If you haven't joined the Climb community, please do so. Search for it on Facebook. Listen, you have to ask to be let into our group, but we let everybody in. Be good boys and girls. All jam, no spam. And... Mm -hmm. 
you know, it's a very, very thriving community. Lots of activity going on. People helping people. We pop in as much as we can. We're just real proud of that. Make sure that you subscribe to podcasts wherever you consume podcasts. So you subscribe to us so that so you get all the episodes in a row. Leave a rating and review. We have a new one, by the way. We're trying to get to, to 200. That's the goal. And best thing you could do is share it. Like if, if this is helping you, if this has been beneficial to you, tell another songwriter about it. Tell your, another artist about it. Tell your friends, your musician friends. You know, we're here because we want you to win. The more people we reach, the, the happier we are. So. Mm-hmm. We do the every Wednesday in the climb community. We have the new heights post. And then you are free to post and comment on there one of your music business wins for the week. And so I just like to share one of those when we can. So our buddy, Mark Anthony Dolan, he posted on there on Wednesday that his third Tower of Power cut. So the artist's Tower of Power just got pre-released. So he's had three cuts on them and just got a pre-release on them. So the Tower of Power? The, the Tower of Power? As far as I know, yeah, Tower of Power. Dude, that's legendary. And he's got three cuts on them, Climber. Good job, Mark. And you know, a lot of people commenting and congratulating him. And and so, yeah, just some good stuff going on there. That's definitely not the only win we had for the week. We have people with, you know, first single cut. Our buddy uh, Michael Saleta had his first single cut as a songwriter and was just released on all platforms. It's a co-write with his fellow Australian country artist, Emily Hatton. And the song debuted at number one on one of the country radio stations here in Melbourne, Australia. Awesome. Grateful for her believing it and wanted to cut the song. So Michael is getting his first cut as a writer, like on somebody else. And so just good stuff happening. People are celebrating each other. A lot of comments on there and people just encouraging each other and high-fiving and all that good stuff. I like that. It's the tree of trust, the safe, it the is. safe place. Like, you know, <laughs> and, and people are at, at different levels. Some people are celebrating cuts. Some people are just celebrating. I finished a song this week. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. Like it's different levels and it's all welcome. That's right. That's right. It's all we're celebrating. All right. So here we go. Here's a, a nice five-star review titled, At Last, This Is By Still Married. All right. Congratulations. Congratulations on that. That's really. <laughs> so, okay. Anyway, Still Married says, a podcast that offers up a boatload of information without wasting my time with lots of irrelevant conversation and insipid banter. Glad to have found it. I will be recommending it to all my songwriter friends. Thank you, still married, and thank you. I'm hoping you're also still listening because we're probably going to have some insipid banter about Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, we've been accused of a lot of things. <laughs> we've never been accused of, of uh, a lack of insipid banter. And <laughs> I guess maybe we're really, entertaining or something when we're... <laughs> I know. Maybe it's good banter. So we don't do a whole lot of chit-chat, but we try to get into it. Although there's that one one-star oh review accused us of uh, giggling like girls. So there was that yeah. thing. But anyway, I find that sexist. All right, so let's get let's get into this here. So this idea, like for the podcast, came to me from a conversation I had last night, and and some frustration that I want to vent. And and this is not you know woe is me frustration. It's I think our biggest challenge at Daredevil with the digital marketing part of what we do, which is the majority of what we do, mm-hmm. is largely about the challenge of trying to communicate something that's foreign to an industry that's been doing it one way forever and ever, never, never, never. And trying mm-hmm. to get them to switch over to not only a new way of doing it. And by the way, it's going to be inevitable that they have to switch over. So it's not like I'm trying to, I got, I got a new way to make fr- records or something like here, you know, instead of yeah. CDs, we're going to use this plutonium thing over here. Like it's not no, that. It's, it's more like, like, you know, we just hit an iceberg. 
why don't you be one of the first ones on the lifeboat? There, you, there it is. Yeah, it's more like that. Yeah, get on the lifeboat. Yeah, yeah don't have, stop hanging out with Leonardo. Get up on the boat. That's right. right. And so, but there's a challenge because not only is it new and it foreign, but it's also diametrically opposed. It's consumed differently. It feels differently as an artist. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. famous. The approach is completely 180 degrees from the way it used to be. Consumers aren't going to develop a relationship with the song at first like they do on radio. They're going to develop a relationship with the artist. Well, what kind of content do you put out? You know, yeah. How well, often do you I put it out? Yeah. One thing I've heard, which I think is interesting and probably holds a lot of truth to it, is that like technology and like earbuds, you know, we both have earbuds in right now recording. Yeah. But that's also where probably most music is consumed. It's like through earbuds. Mm. And it's Sadly, very personal. Yes. It's yeah. very personal. Sound quality aside, yeah, for all you know, my engineer friends and musicians who get the I know, that twenty to twenty thousand hertz thing, it's like sorry, but here we yeah, are. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So it's very singular. It's very personal. It's in my ears, and so that's even changing how some music is produced and how some singers sing. Like like the Billie Eilish stuff, like the bad guy. It's like much more kind of whispered and yeah. very personal because they're whispering in your ear because you're talking to one person at a time versus a big old you know Aerosmith last night. Walk this way. So you know, awesome. screaming, screaming. Yeah. Oh, it was great. And both are great. But they're saying it's kind of changed now. Some of that is because it's consumed so not even through radio speakers, but yeah. in ear. Yeah. And so that it's gonna be interesting how point. that changes some artists. Mumble rap, right? Like <laughs> yeah, that's a real exactly. thing. That's a real it thing. It is a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. You didn't make that name up. Yeah. No. And so it's because just, you here's how the technology is changing. Yeah. You're like, what? She's a low talker, Seinfeld. You you agreed to be a pirate on tonight. I don't want to be a pirate. Pirate shirt. I don't want to be a pirate shirt. Anyway, so I'm at a Grammy party last night, and super fun. And there was an artist that that I ran into who you know I befriended. We had a meeting like maybe five years ago. She had just come off a major label deal. And was trying to put stuff back together. And I hadn't seen her like since then. Been a long, long time. And she kind of disappeared off the face of the map a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I saw, actually saw her last Wednesday. It had been a while since I've been out to see the Freak Show, which is a high-end, high-curated writer's night mm-hmm. that is prestigious. That's where I ran into Pime Hernandez. Pime! who's been a climber forever and came up mm-hmm. and I haven't ever met him and came up and introduced himself. And he was playing that night. I, I missed him. I got there a little later, but so that was cool. And then I ran into this, this other artist for the first time. And I thought, man, I think that's her. I saw her on the, on she was going to be a performer yeah. that on the bill. And she came over and said, Hey, and how you doing? And I'm like, Hey, how are you? And we started talking and then she was at this party last night. And so I said, so what are you doing now? What, what are you, what's going on? And she kind of told me her story. And she's like, so I've been doing some recording. I said, okay. And she goes, I think I got like, you know, two or three songs trapped, but I'm, you know, just trying to get it together and uh, rebuild and then, you know, do a whole CD. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah. A like, whole what? Out back. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like out, like CD. go out back. We're going to sit down and talk about this right now. <laughs> I think CDs, it doesn't stand for compact disc. It stands for like cease and desist, I think. <laughs> Yeah, like stop, unless you're boom, touring, unless you're this. touring and you're selling them all the time, like right. you know, it's an EP. You need an EP, and so spend the rest of that money on exposure, right? Yeah. On exposure. This kind of coupled with just some frustrations I've been having in the last couple months with a few of our clients who are 
God bless them. I love them. They're trying to get their head around how this is going to work. And because Mm -hmm. it's foreign, a lot of times people don't, they're not approaching it right. So I thought that's what we need to get to talk about today, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's still the same formula. Get the art and the artist in front of new eyeballs, right? Mm -hmm. And and let them do their thing. That's the formula. That's the way radio worked when radio broke artists. It's the way MTV worked. It's the way CMT worked. And so I just want to start at ground zero, marketing 101. And artists hate marketing. They call it, they hate the yeah. word marketing. So let's call it exposure because artists love mm. exposure. Okay. <laughs> exactly. The same thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> you need two things, reach and frequency. You got to be mm. able to reach boatloads of people, millions and millions of people. And you have to be able to do it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Think about this, a sport like NASCAR. Okay. Drive fast, turn left, drive fast, turn left. Yeah. This has become the juggernaut that it is, the multi-billion dollar industry that it is, because I promise you, it would not be as big of an industry, as big of a sport as it is with all the super raceways like in Charlotte and down in Daytona and the Atlanta Speedway. It wouldn't be all of that unless they had boatloads of advertiser money. And why do they have advertiser money? Because to your point, if you're the president of Procter & Gamble and you got Tide Mm -hmm. detergent and you slap that on a car and you got a bunch of people, (laughs) millions of people watching that for three hours go around to the left. (laughs) Yeah. You see my point here? Like this is great advertising. It's like the best billboard in the world. Right? Yeah. Right. And it's right there all the time. You know, these platforms are so opposite on a broadcast platform. The program director decides what you're going to hear, what you're going to see on the digital platform. The consumer does. So it's consumed differently. We have to think about it differently. And it still takes time. Like back in the day when radio broke artists, the average artist would make money for the label. It was the third record that was the moneymaker. Now, is that always the case? No. Certainly, Alanis Morissette changed that. So did Guns N' Roses. Mm -hmm. But most artists, I mean, you know, talked about it before, but it bears repeating. Bruce Springsteen, third record was Born to Run. Mm -hmm. Bon Jovi, third record was Slippery When Wet. Pyromania from Def Leppard, third record. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the moneymaker, right? But until then... The label is investing in the artist and investing in the idea that we're making good art. We believe this artist is going to get their head around it, start mm-hmm. to write better songs, understand how to, how to do this job, okay, mm-hmm. and do it well. Because mm-hmm. it's, more, it's more than just the talent, you know? That's I mean, right. You know, bro, go listen to the first Bruce Springsteen record. Yeah. Listen to that first. Listen to Greetings from Asbury Park. There's amazing brilliance on there. But mm-hmm. then listen to Born to Run. And you can hear. Yeah. There's brilliance and hits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can see the arc, you know, yeah. of, of how good he got at it. He got really good at it. And mm-hmm. think about the amount of exposure that it took to get there. Right. In the old days, you put out your first record and you get a single off of it, maybe even a hit. Right. Mm. Top 40 hit, maybe. Maybe you get two singles out of it on that first record if you're lucky. If the first one does really, really good, then they're going to throw some money at the second one. Mm-hmm. And then the second record comes out, but you're in the hole, right? Because you're not going to sell oh, a whole yeah. lot of records. Then the, you know, maybe you sell 60,000, 100,000 records, but that ain't enough to 
the record label spending 500,000 bucks every time you get a song on the radio, on P1 radio. Yeah. Okay. And they're spending probably another 250,000 the first time on radio tour. Mm-hmm. Right. That's hauling the band around, putting them on an airplane, going from here to here to here to here to here, hotels, food, per diem, you know, the whole thing. Bail. Bail. Hookers <laughs> 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 and heroin. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hush money, all that stuff. Yeah. And then the second record comes out. And if the trajectory is going as it should, you're going to hopefully, you know, two singles off of that. Which, by the way, just on the two singles, you're not a million dollars in debt, right? Yeah. But you have a bigger audience now that you're working towards. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, you make enough money on the second record to actually break even on the costs and the marketing of making the second record. And God bless you. If if it does better than expected, you can make a little bit of profit on that second record, which is, of course, applied to what? The losses on the first record. First record. You're right, yeah. And now you've got this audience of people that are just ready to love you. The crowd is big enough. That Mm -hmm. when that third record comes out, you get to be. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. the thing right it, it, it's mm-hmm. now people are going to be talking about it because there's enough people talking about it that people feel safe about talking about it i like it yeah. I like it too so i'm cool right mm-hmm. digital for some reason people are like well <clears throat> we spent three grand is this working <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> yeah you know here's here's a breakdown of all the people that we know saw this meaning and like they, three grand on what on, on ad buys. Recording the track on ad buys. Yeah, okay. like ad buys. So this is, you know, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, stuff like that. So they, they recorded something. Yeah. And now they're three grand in on trying to point eyeballs somewhere. Right. I'm getting the art and the artist in front of new eyeballs. Exactly. Okay. And there's a multitude of ways to do that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like one specific conversation we had was with, with a client and we were driving traffic to Spotify. Mm-hmm. and we had a killer ad this artist is ready to go okay they know mm. exactly how to put on a live show they know exactly how to make the donuts their record is competitive mm-hmm. it's great it's just a so matter the arts of, there the show there. there it's like it's, it's good it's competitive it's yep. that's not a problem and they have a budget 
They have a budget. Hey, they have a, a great budget to, to put into this. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. So they're like, okay, well, if we spend $3,000 driving traffic to Spotify and we're getting, you know, 0. 0. 0.0038 cents per stream. Mm-hmm. We making money? Like the answer is no. You're not making yeah. money. No. Like we got, we got a lot of work to do to grow the audience. And mm. I think part of that is so where they might be perfectly willing to spend money on something they're familiar with, even make though a video. it doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah. Making a video, radio, right. Touring. Mm-hmm. They're not making money on tour. They're losing money on tour, but they're getting in front of people. Yeah. And they understand that, right? And of course, it gets them off. I mean, they're performers, right? It's like, yeah, yeah they I love mean, it. It's, yeah, yeah, that's what they're in it for. Exactly. But we have data. You know, imagine every song that's ever been on the radio, if you knew who heard it, right? Right. Who loved it, who, yeah. who saved it, who, who purchased it, who, you know, who skipped past it, who doesn't love it, like who liked it a little bit. Mm-hmm. All this stuff is in the data on the back end. It's all provided, but it's hard to explain. Yeah. And it's hard to get the time from somebody to get their attention. And it's because we're so used to doing it the old way. This is why, you know, I'm talking with this artist at the Grammy party. This is how all this came about because I'm like, you know, don't, don't be spending it on recording 12 tracks, getting pictures mm-hmm. done, doing the whole thing. It's like, you know what? Cause she can, she had a record major label deal and it wasn't on accident. Like she is, you know, God touched her vocal cords right before she came out and said, you're going to be awesome. Mm. You know? Yeah. You want to be putting out content. You want to be putting out digital content. You know, let's mm-hmm. go have a talk about where you should be spending not only your money, but your time, your energy, yeah. you know, on doing this. And then understanding the amount of, even when the time and energy is spent in the right place, how long is it going to take? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it still takes time, right? You yeah. have to be out there all the time. Yeah, there's no reason that an artist who's serious about trying to break on digital, you should be putting out some kind of content, whether it's a cover song or if it's a mashup or something like at least every month, you know, mm-hmm. even every week would be better because you're constantly in front of them, mm-hmm. right? You're constantly in yeah. front of them. Oh, going back to the Grammys last night, I'm kind of learning about Lizzo. So I didn't really know her stuff. I heard a little bit of it, but that's kind of the thing about I've heard it, but it didn't have enough frequency. Like, cause I'll put on a, yeah. a Amazon playlist, pop hits or whatever. And so I've heard some of it, but you know, I'm listening like while I'm in the shower, while I'm working, while I'm doing something. So I'm not like going, who is this artist and where can I go find? It? I'm just like, oh, that's cool. And then you're going on. Then eventually later you get hit again and you're like, okay, what's going on with Lizzo? What is this? You know? Oh yeah. That song. Yeah. I know that song a little bit. Anyway. So my wife was looking her up and, and she's like, good as hell was like released a couple of years ago and not a hit. Mm-hmm. And now it's, it's popular. You know, people went back and found it, but it was just as good then. But she's yep. like, wow, she's put out a lot of singles. And, yeah. and the first thing I thought was like, because it's always giving people something new to talk about. Yeah. There you go. It's, it's a singles world. Yeah, it's a singles world. And better to put out like 12 singles over the course of two or three years than to put out one, one CD. Album. Yeah. Because then you have and, one thing to talk about. Yeah. And it just doesn't work the same way. So you have to, you have to play the game differently here. That's why I really wanted to circle back around and talk about this. Cause I'm, I have this conversation every freaking day in the office with new clients. Like, here's what you're used to. 
Mm-hmm. I got to get ahead of it, right? Yeah. If I'm going to sell our services, I got to get ahead of it and tell them, like, mm-hmm. hey, what you're used to, it's not what we're going to be doing. <laughs> right? yeah. So, you know, you need to be at this place over here and doing it this way. And then mm-hmm. we got to craft up something that's going to work for you. The frequency part of marketing, we need reach and frequency. The reach is real sexy and real intoxicating on social media. There's 3.5 billion people every single day that get on a social media platform. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's half, huge. Like half the planet. Yeah. Half yeah. literally half planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the frequency part, it was built in to radio because we have rotational format programming. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why you're sick of hearing the songs because they're only spinning 40 of them or 50 of them a week, you know, and you can right, hear yeah. the same songs. There's 12 spins mm-hmm. in it. Over and over and over and over and over again. So it's built in. The frequency, it needs to be manufactured on digital, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to continue to do it with something new and something fresh, something that's, that they're going to want to see. And to your point, I mean, it took a while for Lizzo to break through the, into the lexicon of the pop world and be popular enough to be on the Grammys. It didn't happen mm-hmm. with the first track, even though the first track was killer. Yeah, that first song that came out and I promise you they didn't just put it up and wonder what happens you know and you bring up another point about that is like playlists like everybody's concerned about being on playlists mm-hmm. I like playlists because if you get on the right kind of playlist or enough playlists you're certainly getting a lot of streams and that's going to make some money for an artist even though it's not a lot right now I see the future it'll be more in the very very near future mm-hmm. first stream but still that has to happen but I personally know artists with 8 million or 12 million streams that you would Mm -hmm. love to have. You'd be envious to have, but they can't sell out my office. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody knows who they are. They're still invisible, right? Yeah. So Spotify is, is a digital service provider, AKA a distributor. And Mm. a distributor is where you go to consume something, but marketing is why you go to consume it. You know? So if you're going there to consume a mood, right? Like Mm -hmm. laid back, chilled songs. And you choose that playlist. Mm -hmm. You're consuming the mood, but you're not necessarily stopping it because there's a great song that you just heard for the first time. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how often do people get through a full playlist? Oh, right. I'd never have. I mean, so the frequency part, right, is it's not there enough to break Mm -hmm. an artist through. And as artists, when you hear a song for the first time, Brian, you're in, right? If I'm in a spot where I can give it my attention, I give it my attention. and yeah. But in a different way than your average consumer, because you're listening yeah. to the lyric, you're listening to how they put it together. Oh, that's clever or that's not clever. Yeah, I'm a chef going to a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You're a mechanic in a, in a car shop, you know, knowing exactly, exactly what yeah. every tool is for. And, oh, I see mm-hmm. what you did there. Okay. I, that's, yeah. uh, you broke the rules and it was a really cool, cool way to break the rules. Yeah. yeah. But consumers don't, they don't consume it like that, right? The average mm-hmm. time the consumer heard the debut Lizzo single was the seventh time that they actually heard it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it took that long to rattle around and become what they call subconsciously recognizable. So as an artist, your job is promise you Everybody, every single solitary person listening to this podcast is guilty of not doing it enough. You don't have enough frequency. Yeah. You know what uh, makes me think of, because I'm a ham, you know, you'll be out with some friends or whatever, you have dinner. And th- there's a moment where, you know, you drop like the line, 
like, you know, the ha ha, the, the joke, the pun, the something, you know, the comment, right. you know, the, yeah. the zinger, yeah. the thing. It didn't quite land because somebody said something over it and you're like, I got to work that back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. that back it didn't get its due. Right. I That's said a good it. point. That's a good I illustration. Said it and maybe somebody kind of heard it, but it was there's a moment, or that's where right when the waiter came up, or Hazel had a blowout, or whatever, you know. And you're like, I'm gonna work that back in because that deserves better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that failure because I need to get more frequency. Yeah, and so so for you as an artist, for you as a songwriter, for you as a musician, you can hear something for the first time once and you're in, right? You're like, oh, that's a killer pick drum sound. That's definitely a P bass. Love the arrangement. And you're just kind of listening to the what you think about the vocal tone and all that. You're like, you're in. It's three-dimensional for you. That's the only reason that you've chosen this life <laughs> because there's no other sane reason to do it is because it, exactly. you experience it in a whole different way, mm. but they don't, they don't. Right. And so mm -hmm. all that stuff that happens, life is happening and you are not going to get one stream from a person and they're going to be like, this is my jam. I love Brent Baxter. He's amazing. But mm -mm, that's going to take a boatload of exposure before mm -hmm. you become recognizable to the consumer. And then we got to talk about top of mind, right? I mean, heck, even my wife, I've told you this before, like God had to put her in my house with yeah. my, her brother and my then roommate, Matt Klein, for like a week for that to take. Yeah. And it wasn't also, like one time we passed each other at a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's because I'm me. The was God doing was that there. for you? Yeah, yeah. God the was like, "Look, this is there, the only but, way this is gonna happen." You know, the marketing sucked. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. <laughs> God had to build in some frequency. He's like, "I don't put her in your house. That's your reach. Don't reach too much. I'm watching." And then here's some frequency. Yeah, that's right. There you go. That's a, that's a good way to put that. So, <laughs> I, I mean, you got you have to do it over and over and over and over. You got to keep doing it. You got to keep touring, right? You got to keep singles on the air when it was on the radio. Now you got to keep content coming out on your social media and you got to keep that content getting in front of the eyeballs or they're going to forget about you. Yeah. It doesn't matter well, how cool. About, you were telling me before about, you know, meeting Pime yeah. at the, the climber at the, at the freak show. You know, he came over and said, hi. Yeah. Yeah. Hey man. Why? Like I've been wanting to shake your hand for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because he's, he's been listening for a long time. Yeah. Now, if we stopped doing these episodes like a year, year and a half ago, you think he would have been like, dude, that thing you did that one time a year and a half ago. What's your name again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Right? Right. Frequency. That's what we're doing. Right. So how often can you put out a 12-song CD? <laughs> right? I mean, in today's world, you're going to play the game better. You're going to be consonant if your release strategy is consonant with the way that it's going to be consumed. Far better to put out 12 singles over the course yeah, of a who year. Who listens to a record? Going back to the playlist. You know, I, I go more like pop and some of that stuff for discovery and just to stay current, what, what's out there that I normally don't listen to. And so I'll be, like I said, listen to playlists while I'm doing other stuff. But it may take a while before I'm aware enough of some of those artists to go, I'm going to look up a Halsey playlist. Right. I'm going to go to her artist page and pull her up, you know, or whoever it might be. Because I got to listen to it enough through that other stuff to go, I'm going to go directly there. Yeah, and that's like your album. It's like no people don't hear your album. Even albums that I like, you know, from country artists that I like, it's like, man, I haven't listened to that in forever. I, did I ever listen to that whole thing? 
Yeah. Because it's streaming. It's I didn't go out by the record, which I might have back in the day. And then you have it and it's riding around in your car and it's right there on your desk and you, you listen to the whole thing. But streaming is so ethereal that it's like it's a drive by sh- shooting. Like, it is. It's so just it's like shoo. you you chuck a whole CD at them at a time. Most people are never going to hear it, even if they like your stuff. It's like only the very super fans. That's not going to get you into growth. It's the singles that where you get a chance yeah stop right there for a second let's stop right there for one second let's repeat what you just said because that's the best way to describe it okay do we do streaming promotions for artists and stuff like that yes it's not necessarily for the artist exposure like streaming isn't doesn't really get you into growth you know you'll grow streams you get on the right playlist you can get a couple million streams god bless you but who heard it i don't know you know like Spotify has not become a discovery mechanism that everybody wants it to be, you know? Do people get discovered on Spotify? Yes. But is it, is it the way that you heard about all your, like with radio, that's how you got turned on to all these new artists. Or touring, that's how you got turned on to all these new artists. I got to ask for what I want to hear. Sometimes you can ask for like a playlist, right? You say, yep. hey, Alexa, she's listening now, you know, <laughs> you usually have to ask for it by name if you want to hear an artist. You might be able to say, hey, play Christian music, play rock music, you know, and then it'll pull up a playlist. And you may yeah. say, play more like that. But it's not giving you the DJ like, and that was the new one by Pharrell. That's right. That's right. It's not giving you that. And, and you're like having to seek it. And so if you don't have that brand awareness and, and it goes by, if it's on a playlist, you might stop. Hey, who was that, Alexa? Okay, right. thank you. But it's harder to, to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's where so, we live so, so this is where you got. This is how you've got to think about it. You have to be out there all the time. This mm-hmm. is why cover songs are great. Why mashups are great. Different content that you have that you're doing. If it's funny, if it's entertaining in some way, that doesn't mean uh, I'm a good singer. So come listen to my song. Entertaining, right? It's like right, yeah. I'm a good singer. Come listen to your favorite song because I'm doing a cover, right? I'm mm. a good singer and I'm also funny. So you're going to think this is funny, right? Yeah. It, it's different. That's, that's Earl Dibbles Jr., right? That's, yeah. it's, it's recognizable. So you have to unpack, unwire everything and rewire it back up the right way. And, you know, digital is same thing, reach in frequency, but you've got to manufacture the frequency. It's not happening. Playlist doesn't give you frequency. Pop artists are getting kind of discovered on Spotify. Rock artists, far less discovery is happening on Spotify. Country artists, John Marks will tell you, non-existent. Mm. You just don't get discovered on Spotify. It seems if you can get playlists, great, awesome, I'm all about it. But that's not, you get on an editorial playlist with 5 million listeners and you don't go home and pop open the champagne bottle and just wait right, for the yeah. money to roll in and wait for, you know, the, the label to call. Yeah. For the promoters to call and the label and yeah, nobody cares. Like it's, in fact, it's weighted differently than by the industry, by Spotify. If mm. you have, uh, how many streams do you have? Okay, great. How many more on playlists and how many people went to your artist page? Those are far more valuable because if I'm on your artist page, I'm looking at your artwork. I'm looking at your name. I'm connecting the dots. Like, Oh, and this I'm is- hearing several of your songs in a row. Another great point. Another great point. So I want you to like playlists. I want you to like them for the right reason. And I want you to understand what they do and what they don't do. And I, and I want you to drive traffic and I want you to create content and I want you to be pushing that content out. That's what I wanted to get off my chest. You feel better, John? I do. 
There's a Has lot it, better. The tightness in your chest, has that gone away a little bit? Is no, it, but I think that's the alcohol from last night, though. <laughs> oh, well, I can do anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, that takes us to the end of a, another killer episode of The Climb. If you want some one-on-one help with this, we're available for consultation. Just email us at info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is singular. There is no S. Info at daredevilproduction.com and put consultation in the subject line. We will be happy to work with you and to show you, uh, create a, a custom plan for you, give you, you know, look at your strengths, look at, look at the things you've got going for you and, and try to say, hey, this is what you should be putting out. This is how often you should be putting it out and give you a strategy to make it happen. By all means, we'd love to hear from you. If you haven't done so already, please download the free informational PDF, 21 Biggest Reasons You Don't Have More Fans and Ways You Can Fix It, okay? It's absolutely free. It's yours just for playing our home game. Go to giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y, giftfromjohnny.com, and tell us where to send it, okay? So join the cloud community. Subscribe to the podcast. Mm-hmm. By the way, you can, you can find us on Alexa now if you ask for the C-L-I-M-B podcast. You have to spell right. it out because there's, spell it out. there's periods the dots, in there. The periods, yep. If you go for that, just ask for that and say, play the latest episode. It's going to run those by. Mm-hmm. Tell a friend about it and leave a, leave a rating and review. We wanna, we're trying to get to 200, okay? This podcast exists because we want you to win, so keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.